Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Liverpool and Man City both take care of business ahead of Sunday's crucial showdown. Chelsea capitulate the second half at Stamford Bridge against an impressive Brentford. A hapless Manchester United escape with one point against Leicester at Old Trafford. And Spurs into fourth place, at least temporarily, after hammering Newcastle 5-1. All that and more in today's episode. All right, Mr. Earl, uh, another fun-filled weekend of Premier League action. Um, so much to get through, as always, Rob. Uh, let's start with first game of the weekend. Liverpool, as I said, got the job done. 2-0 against Watford at Anfield. A little nervy, I thought, for periods of time. I think we got a flash of some of the great things they do. We got a little glimpse of some of the things that they also do, Rob, than giving away a few opportunities to Watford that didn't take them. But I don't think anybody, if you're a Liverpool fan, is that bothered. They won the game 2-0. Jota and Fabinho with the goals. A late penalty uh, converted nicely from Fabinho. And is it as simple enough as, as job done? Or is there still a little nagging concern that they give up a few chances? Um, I think in answering your question, it's about job done. It's about the three points. It was about going top of the league, even if it was for a couple of hours and at least trying to force a little bit of pressure on Manchester City. I have to say, Rob, just before we start the podcast, that to our watchers and listeners, I'm actually over in the UK. As ever, I'm being the scout, going out early for <laughs> you, Rebecca and Tim, just to make sure everything's going to be okay for our big weekend next weekend. When we've got a number of games, we're going to Newcastle, we're going to Aston Villa, and then we'll be at the Etihad on Sunday for that huge game. Um, so just over in the UK, so again, if, if some of our technology is not quite at it, its very best, we do apologise for that. But just having a chance to, to go back to the game, Rob, I thought it was one of those games where it was more about the relentless style and, and, and sort of spirit in Liverpool than it was about their skill or the way that they played. And so it was interesting, Rob. The first 20 minutes of the game, as I'm watching, I'm thinking, mm, this is a typical kind of international break. Players been away, you know, different fortunes for some. You know, you like to have a Mo Salah, who obviously uh, is Mr. Penalty. His team don't, aren't going to go to the World Cup. You've got all those kind of emotions. And then all of a sudden, from club football, you've got to pull it all together. You've got to get the focus right and you've got to play the football. Now, it wasn't the scintillating, most controlled football I saw, but there was still some really good parts from it for me and what Liverpool are about. The goals, Jogo Jota, Rob, 14 Premier League goals, 20 in all competitions, another header. Just bringing that other option to Liverpool that maybe they needed, didn't have it in the past, maybe when they were going against City that year when they, they went toe-to-toe and City just made it. Thiago Silva in the middle of the... Uh, Thiago in the middle yeah. of the pot just brings a level of... of, of creativity and his passing, Rob, and his understanding, his football IQ is something that they can rely on now that wasn't there before. Um, and Alisson, I have to say, the goalkeeper, there was a, there was a group, there was 34 seconds, I believe, at the time that, that Watford could have and maybe should have taken a 1-0 lead. Alisson comes up with a really good save. 34 seconds later, Gomez puts in a Trent Alexander-like cross. Jogo Jota has brilliant movement across the centre centre back and Liverpool are 1-0 up. There was the, Liverpool have got players who they can rely on who can get them out of situations when the team game might not be quite at its best. 
And also, I think, Rob, somebody else, um, you know, I totally agree with Thiago in midfield. There's a, mm. there's a calmness and a, a security in possession that Liverpool really enjoy when he's out there. And it's a, it's a, it's a team that aren't going to super press. They're going to be a little bit defensive-minded. You get the, 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 the better passing, the reliable possession that he gives you. I thought he was excellent in midfield. Also, Joe Gomez, Robbie Earl, you know, a player that's been pushed out, really. I mean, he's been... You know, right-sided, defensive side of Trent Alexander-Arnold's position, of course, he's been superb at it, so Gomez hasn't played there. John Matip has been the preferred partner of Van Dijk, so he's been a little bit pushed out, yet he came in at right-back, produces a ball, by the way, a fantastic Trent-like cross for that Jota header, and I just thought his overall game, you know, for somebody that's not been asked to do too much, was really, really good. I think we saw Jurgen Klopp, or we heard him talk about he needed to be the best lunchtime atmosphere of, of all time because of the things that you talked about. And by the way, because of things that we saw, I thought the atmosphere yeah. was really good. We got, it, we got a sense of it right from the start, Rob. It, it, when the game kicked off and there was moments in the game where it was kind of not great from the team, but the fans did make an atmosphere. And, and I think all the little details that Klopp said, I'm sure he's told the players, don't be complacent, do the right things. He's got Mo Salah that I guess he thought was going to be in good shape. I thought Mo Salah looked a little off it. I mean, mm. maybe just a quiet game for him. He came off, yeah. didn't look particularly happy with that, but that's, that's kind of normal for him. Um, so there was a few little red flags, I suppose, around this game and the way that Watford can do something with those young, quick forwards. They had mm. chances to do it. They didn't. Liverpool showed the quality. The penalty was a correct call later on when it was Kutzka. that was wrestled Jota yeah. to the ground. So, yeah, I, I think that just goes down as... We'll take that. It's a little bit of uncertainty about the preparation. Klopp said they had just one day to train together in preparation for the match. But they got the job done, Rob, and it was, you know, that's three points um, pressure in some ways back on Man City. Yeah, and, and you look at Watford, and you're right, you talk about some of the young forwards. They, they, they've, there's something about Watford that you almost feel if Roy had been there from the start, they, they, might, they might not be in trouble, mate. There's a... There's a, a, a shape about them. There's an understanding. They don't often, you know, they, they create chances. Maybe don't take as much as them as, uh, as they should. But they're competitive. They they, they, they tactically work, work well set up. Um, so, I, so it was never going to be a. I didn't think it a particularly easy game for Liverpool with all the things we've talked about. Uh, the goals the goal com, comes at good time. I thought there was a few little nervy periods in the second half when both on and off the pitch it got a little bit nervy, but they found a way. Uh, they got the job done, made a couple of substitutes. Um, you've got Van Dijk, who's in there, who's another one who we, we almost take for granted what he brings to, to that back line. And it was another clean sheet at the end of the day, Rob. Yeah. I think somehow I read they've, they've conceded only seven goals in the league all season at home at Anfield. Yeah. I mean, whatever we say, and we keep so, sort of, you know, even when they're at the very best, we sometimes talk about the frailties or the... the the vulnerabilities. In the wide yeah. pullback positions that they can be vulnerable. Mm. They continue to keep their clean sheets and they've got a goalkeeper who can, can get them out of trouble now, Rob, where you used to see Mignolet and the likes and we used to see the odd mistakes or, you know, mm. things going that you say, oh, shouldn't he have done a bit better? You tend to think with this guy, and I know you talk a lot about how well he moves his feet and gets across the ground in his one-on-ones. Yeah, he's good, um, he, He's very, very good, Rob. And he, and he gets them out of trouble when, you know, now yeah. and then they, they have a lapse. Yeah, and that, and that all plays into the way they play. And, you know, I talk about the vulnerabilities because but the, they, it's a calculated 
gamble in some ways. They get so much out of the fullbacks getting forward that they'll yeah. take now and again. They're going to get caught in behind. But you're right. Allison is top class, gets in great spots and made some big saves in the game. So, yeah, I still think Watford, Rob, just to finish on them, they've still got a punt. They've still got a fighting chance. Yeah. They've still got a chance. Yeah. Um, it's a difficult game. They stayed in the game, Rob, right towards the end, until mm. the penalty went in, they stayed in the game. But Hodgson, never been relegated from this Premier League, but we'll see. Yeah. Job on right now. You know, but in, in terms of Everton, we'll talk about them later. As long as they're not winning, then Watford's still got a chance to get out of it. Um, yeah, anyway, absolutely. let's move it on to the other team, of course, that are going to win the Premier League title <laughs> again, which is Manchester yeah. City. I guess in some ways, Rob, it's a tougher game going to Burnley than Liverpool yeah. and home against Watford. But mm. again, Man City comfortably get the job done. Yeah, and it was talk that Jurgen Klopp was, was having his press conference when, what, five minutes into the game, um, Kevin De Bruyne, I guess he tends Premier League goal of the season. He's the man this season who's getting those goals from midfield that are so, so important that we've talked about a number of times on the podcast. If they haven't got a centre forward, where the goal's going to come from? Um, you know, similar goals with, with uh, uh, De Bruyne and then Gundogan getting one himself. And I actually was a little disappointed in, in, in Burnley. I've got to be honest, mate. I didn't really think they... Had a go for them. Now, Sean Dyche went in a different way. We've seen many people go with an extra defender and go to the, the back. Sean Dyche liked his fourth the back, but went with an extra midfield player. So, we put um, Cork next to Westwood and, and Brownhill as, as three defensive uh, midfield players there. But it didn't really work. City were raining shots in from that midfield area on the edge of the box, working it down both sides of the pitch. Certainly, their right-hand side of the pitch, Walker and Sterling, would cause... McNeil and, and Taylor, all kinds of problems to the point uh, McNeil got dragged off at half-time, just not able to oh. deliver w- w- what City were doing. Um, and City do the job the way they do it, Rob. And again, it wasn't City at their sparkling best, but it was City in major control. I think it's 76% possession of the ball, 12 shots in the game, six of them on target. And Burnley didn't really. Burnley had two shots, one on target uh, for a team that, are supposed to be there to blood the nose of the likes of City, to give him a hard game at Chief Moore. It's not happened there. I think it's 10 straight wins now for City at Burnley. They've scored 34 goals and conceded one, mate. So, almost like, not today, Burnley. You, you, we're not in that mood where you're even going to get close to us. Like, we're pushing on for the title. I thought it was, it was a it was a good response to what Liverpool had, do, had done on the back of another international break. Any standouts for you, Rob, in terms of Man City? I have my eye on the Chelsea game. All the games, of course, going on at the same yeah. time uh, on Saturday. Mm. I have more of an eye on the Chelsea well, game, which we'll get to next. Any standouts it, it, for you? It's a really interesting point, my friend, because I'm going to go straight to my underappreciated player of the week. Oh. Now, here's a guy who doesn't get the headlines for Manchester City, Emmerich Laporte, my friend. And the reason why, well, part of the reason, and I'll be totally honest, why he was brought to my attention, I read a stat that in his, he's had 100... Premier League games, and he's won the most points of any player who's played 100 Premier League games in the Premier League ever. Wow. wow. He's won 82 games, he's drawn eight, and he's lost 10. And I kind of thought about Laporte, Rob, and I thought, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because at one point, I think he was a partner of Vincent Company, and we all know how Vincent Company is held in high regard, not only at City, but across the game. He's been a partner of John Stones, who we all think have, over the time has, has improved and got become a better defender. Mm. And he's been a partner of Ruben Diaz, who yeah. we, everyone talked about was maybe the, the, the reason why City brought somebody in who can win him a title. And he's the, he's the Joel Matip 
of Manchester City. He's the Ben Mee of Burnley. People who play with him always seem to get the recognition. This guy, I think, Rob, is an important player in terms of what he does and, and left foot, he gives him some, some, some balance. But I also think he's, he's vocal. He's an organiser. I think he's a communicator. When I look at that back four, I look at Walker, I look at maybe Conserve, I, walk, I look at, at Stones, let's say, in, in, in the defence that played against Burnley. And I think he's not really a, a, a guy who's an organiser, who's going to like the company or somebody. I think Laporte is that guy for Pep. I think we've seen games when Laporte's played and a couple of times we've scratched their heads and Stone's not played and Diaz hasn't played. I think he's got a bigger role in this back four in terms of just making sure things are right around him, in front of him, behind him. Um, and he's a player who doesn't ever get the headlines, Rob. Never, ever gets the headlines. And, and you know, we talk about underappreciate. And I just thought maybe a little mention for Amrit Laporte on a day when it wasn't the day when he had to be brilliant against a Burnley team who weren't great. But he's a player who's important to this team and, and probably is important to be shown next week when they face a Liverpool team that will be flying up front. We'll see, um, but we'll maybe see more of him and the, and the best of him in terms of, of what he does. Well, it's really interesting, first off, you know, uh, and the stat is pretty, it's pretty mm. impressive, that stat. I mean, in this game, he's, he's partnered alongside Nathan Ake, so, you know, needed yeah, yeah. to be a little bit more of a leader. But I think it's, mm. yeah, I think it's interesting. I think he's just one of those guys, it, it kind of seems, you know, he's not a flashy player, Rob, is he? I think he's no, one of those demeanors, no. it's pretty low-key, but he does a very steady job. That left-footed centre-back is, there are not too mm. many of them around. It's a, it's a good shout because, you know, I think you make a good point about the other centre-backs that get the headlines. But he, he's been pretty steady. I mean, there's competition there, Rob, with other players, and he, doesn't, yeah. he hasn't always played. Um, but yeah. I think he's three titles, Rob. I think he's, what, three or four um, League Cups. He's, he's won FA Cup, you know. He's been in and around it. He's been there when they've been there, you know, and he's one of them names. Yeah. I think once he's been in the PFA Play of the Year, I look, because I thought 2018 19, I think it was, he got in, uh, yeah, 2018 19, he got in the PFA Team of the Year. The only real recognition he's had over his time there, but yeah. an important buy, I think, for, for, for City and, and for Pep. Just quick, quick line before we move on to thinking about yeah. that game at the weekend between uh, Man City and Liverpool. Burnley, again, the, the season's not to be defined by losing to Man City at home. It no, could be no. defined on Wednesday night. There's a real age fixture in the Premier League. Burnley host Everton. Got the same line, Oof. my friend. Got the same line. In Wednesday, we trust. In Wednesday, <laughs> it's on, my friend. I mean, if, if, if on Wednesday we don't trust and we oh. don't deliver, oh, Sean, oh, Sean, I think, you know, we know you've got some games in hand and we know you leave it late. We know you believe in your processes, but it ain't looking that great, mate, to be honest. I mean, everybody who listens, listens to this or watches us or whatever or follows the Premier yeah. League, please find a way to watch on Wednesday because mm, if you look at the yeah. bottom of the table... If Everton go there and win, and that's a massive if, given what I've just seen um, Everton play this weekend, that puts them seven points ahead, I believe. So Everton, yeah, 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 puts them seven points ahead. Yeah, there's four points between them now. If if Burnley win, they go a point behind. If Everton win, they go seven ahead. And then that makes that difficult for those bottom well, three. Watford, yeah. you know, because that gives Everton the three point, the foot three points to put them onto twenty eight points. So, in some ways, I ain't going to say I'm not going to say definitive because it's not until the last ball is kicked. But my goodness, if Everton can yeah. go there, then well, Burnley and Sean Dyche, you know, your man for the last. This, you know, is, this, is, this is when he's got. This is when he's got to come good. He's really well, got to come I think good. it's four straight defeats now. They haven't scored a goal in, 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 in the last four games. 
Listen, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk. Maybe you know, hopefully midweek or next weekend about yeah. you know about Burnley and Sean Dyche, and he wanted to check. He thought about changing things. He stuck with mm-hmm. what they've always done, hoping that would get him out of it. My goodness, it's a real test of his. Well, all, all that, yeah, all that comes to test. Yeah. Not on Wednesday. That, that comes to test against an Everton team that that are a bit low in in, in confidence and a bit low in. In, in results, but um, yeah, that's going to be a real, real big game on Wednesday, as you say. That's a, that's a must-watch uh, oh. for that game. Shall we move it on to... Yeah. Another must-watch. Must Another must-watch, Robert, the, at the weekend on Sunday. You're there You're there and ready for it. I'm flying out, I think, on Wednesday mm. night for this game. Talk about must-watch. Yeah. Man City home against oh. Liverpool. Um, again, the team, Rebecca, Tim, you, we're all going to be out there yeah. Yeah. like pitch the boys side. Are there, aren't they? The big boys are there, I think. Uh, Arlo and Graham, Arlo, Graham and Lee are going to be commentating. Amazing. We're going to be pitch side on Full the studio. Hands on. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. I mean, what, that's what it, it. I mean, that's it. I mean, is that, Rob, are we... No, we're is not. Is this title decided? No. Is this title decided? No. Not yet. It's not, is it? Too, too, it's bearing, though, isn't it? It's big bearing. Yeah, I mean, if Man City win... Yeah. That's four points, but that's only two... I don't, that's why I, don't, I just don't think it's Apparently, done. Do you know when they went a point when uh, City done it by a point? They both had eight games to go at a similar stage, and they both won all eight games. <laughs> I mean that 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 well, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean they can't both win eight games because one of those games they got to play each other. So I mean that, that that's an indicator. I mean. It's early, mate, and we'll talk about it. And if we get to midweek, we'll do some. And obviously, we'll, we'll do a podcast after the game at the Etihad, where, wherever we can. Listen, if we're sitting on the, the bench after the game, we'll, 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 we'll make sure we get a podcast out. But what's your gut telling you a week away? And I know they've got uh, important Champions League games midweek. Liverpool, uh, Benfica, aren't they? And, and City have got Atleti, which is, is never an easy game. But what, what's your gut tell you about Sunday? Well, again, it's purely gut. Um, my gut still thinks that Man City's football is yeah. just gonna is just gonna mm. find a way to to hurt Liverpool in those moments where Liverpool are trying to hurt Man City. I mean, Jurgen yeah. Klopp is, to great credit, he's a go for it manager. Mm. He's not going to play any different way. He's going to try and be aggressive. He's going to try and win the battle in midfield. He's going to try and get those fullbacks forward to create stuff for the three front players. Yeah, I just my gut's just saying that City will 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 just use those areas. I mean, listen, yeah. I think everybody knows that it's such a difficult game to try and predict. What Trump. I would say, Rob, and I, you know, I said earlier that it's not going to be definitive. We will have a strong favour after this. And, after a win, yeah. And, and if a win live, either way. A win either way, we've got a strong favour. Yeah. And then you, yeah. you, you yeah. maybe start to think that the momentum mm. could be with Liverpool if they come out on top. If, if Liverpool win, you've got to remember that 14 points and how far they've been behind to, to get ahead and then have, have it in their hands. You kind of feel that you and Klopp in this group this year are not going to let that go. But and the Champions I'm League, with you. And the my, Champions my, my gut feels My gut tells me City's exquisite way of playing with that football will just create enough of those good chances that the players will be on top of the game and they'll they'll find a way. I mean, Sterling's coming come into good form at the right time. Mahrez, De Bruyne, um, Gundogan scoring. All, you know, a lot of good things are happening. Foden, a lot of good things are happening just for City when they need it. But listen, 
Liverpool could easily go there and, and with that front three, yep. you know, put, put that city defence into real problems. So, loads to look forward to. We'll have more to discuss. But, um, yeah, you know, listen, both of them have come through wins this weekend when they both feel they can play better. I think they'll both know they'll up, they'll, they'll have to play better next weekend if they're going to win that one. Yeah, and just last, last thought of me, Rob, on that one. If Liverpool win, could, could we see Pep City focus a little more on the Champions League. We, we know that's the missing mm. title for them. Yeah, Liverpool will be two points yeah, clear. Point. You might... Mm. Could, not that they would ever give up something no, as big as the Premier no, League. No. It's just something with the Champions League kicking into point, full yeah. swing, you that's know. We might see and that. Atletico Madrid have been almost a little bit of a, a tough one for, for, for Pep yeah. in the way that, you know, Simeone's going to play and yeah. the team are going to play. Yeah. You know, can never take anything for granted over two games with them. So, yeah, a really exciting time coming yep. up in Obviously, Premier League uh, and Champions League midweek. Let's see how that one plays out. Let's move it to a team, my friend, who continue to always um, hit the headlines, continue to always be under the spotlight. Uh, Manchester United drew 1-1 with Leicester City. Uh, I thought Leicester City were the better team. thought unlucky not to win it. The VAR decision goes against them. Actually, thought was in the in the end it was a correct decision, but I thought Leicester could easily have won the game. I thought Leicester had better players. I think if I was Ten Hag looking at the two teams and thinking which team had potential, I think Leicester looked like they had more potential than Manchester United. I continue, Rob, to have more questions and answers about United, and I know Ralph Ragnick's job is to survey things, to hand the dossier over of what Manchester United are and what they're going to be and what they can be. Whew. That dossier is looking more difficult every week by week. Yeah, Rob. I mean, wow. Um, I don't know. You know. You know. I watch the team play, and everybody who follows this podcast will have followed what we've said about Man United, and yeah. certainly from my thoughts early on that I could see what he was trying to do, yeah. regaining the more compact. The, the sometimes when they could press. Um, I'm not seeing anything now. I'm not seeing anything now. Mm, I think the mm. talk of a new manager from John Murtra and the football club over the last three or four weeks has undermined Ralph Ragnick. Well, he's not going to be here then. They're definitely going to look for somebody else. Uh, I think from then, the performances have been have been a lot worse. I think when you look at him now in his press conferences, Rob, he's saying whatever he can to try and get out Just of it. Season. There's so yeah, many issues season, I think yeah. that he feels there is. He obviously, he's knows that he will not be coaching the consultancy part that was always kind of flaky. What the heck is that? What does that mean? It's still as flaky as that. Uh, so much, I mean, it gets you onto the big picture again. And we've said it so many times, Rob. Um, we did a big segment about it this morning about, you know, director of football. Is it right, John Murta? Is he the right guy? Is he be- one of the best in class to do that side of things? When you consider the other the other part of it in terms of the manager, and I'll, I'll just throw it back to you, Rob, real quick. Rebecca asked me yeah. today on the show, given that John Murta is very likely to be the director of football going forward, does that influence yeah. right you as a as a pundit and me, yeah. who we yeah. think would work best with John Murta? Because I'll tell you right now, if it's John Murta, I'm definitely thinking of of Pochettino because Pochettino, Pochettino yeah. will have yeah. more influence. It'll push more. Yeah. He maybe will get more of what he wants in terms of players, where Eric Ten Hag, who's making yeah, his well, big his step own, up, yeah. will think, well, Murta will, will be a bit more dominant, and I'm not sure that's a good thing. No, so if, a different, if a different director of football, then I, I really like the possibility of Ten Hag being a very smart coach, 
that working yeah. with Murta and yeah. the club's current recruitment, I worry well, there's just going to be another guy that kind of underperforms given the recruitment side, where Poch will push the, for better players. But, but, but isn't, that, isn't that question more linked around Murta than... If John Murta's not the right man, yeah, but don't go late. forward with him. No, Rob, but I know, we, I know we've done the right. I know he's on the con. But if he's not the right man, why are, we, why are Manchester United continuing to go forward with things that are not right and, and, and almost like finding a way to, well, let's get Potts then. If, if Ten Hag's the right guy, who you believe is the right coach, who's going to steer this club towards where they want to go to, and John Murta's not the right man, do you know what? Find another role for John Murta. Find another role for him, Rob. Don't, don't go down the road that you know is not the right one. Because guess what? In two years, when we're on this podcast yeah, the same thing. and we're getting older and greyer, we're going to have the same conversations. We're going to be having the same conversation. That's Manchester United's problem at the moment. They, they're accepting mediocrity, mediocrity where everybody else is going for best in class. Yeah. Is going for great signings. You look at Spurs today, mate. I'm telling you what. Yeah. Be careful with Spurs. Yeah. He starts getting a little bit yeah. of money and he starts getting things. Spurs yeah. are coming. Spurs are leaving United as well. Yeah, and a club, Rob, that's got both sides of it figured out. Finally, yeah, Daniel yeah. Levy's made two good hires and Paratici, the doctor of football, and Antonio Conte worked together before. I mean, they've won before. That looks a lot better. I just think, Rob, it goes back to the directing of the club and Ed Woodward, who put him yeah, in place. And it, well, the, the, people, for, yeah, but, but what they're saying is, or oh, let's have people that know the club. Murta, he's come up from the youth side, the development side of the club. Yes. Darren Fletcher. Great egg. We know him. Yes. Mm. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. We know him. He knows the club. Mm. Yes. It's like, this is a, this is a giant well, of a that's club. Well, it's become a boys' club then. Oh, yeah. if you've got some connections, you get a job. And if you don't got connections, you don't. I mean, if the best guy out there has never been to Manchester in his life and doesn't know anything about Manchester, but he can, can, can sort this football club out, give him the job. You know, the, the, yeah. the Manchester United DNA line. What is the Manchester United DNA? I, I, uh, I, I, I've forgot it. I've looked, I, 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 it's gone out of my head. Everyone keeps telling me, oh, that's not our DNA. What, what is it, Manchester? It's 10 years since you were winning things with Fergie. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah, it's kind of in limbo again there. Right? Do you want to spin back to the game real quick, Rob? I want to get your opinion on yeah, a couple of things. Because yeah. it yeah. could have been a lot worse for Man United. David De Gea makes a world-class save Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Brilliant. with their headed chance um, during yeah. a game. And I thought, Scott McTominay was lucky to stay on the field, Rob. Did you get yeah, a good look was, at that? Yeah, the angles? it was a really bad chance. We've seen red cards for those, Rob. Definitely. Straight leg, going in on a tackle. He didn't have a good day, uh, McTominay. Thought he, he, he was off. It was one of those off days for him. Didn't look comfortable with the setup and the Pogba and Bruno going. And, and play. It just didn't feel, look or feel right. I don't know if it was frustration. Or, but, yeah, he's very, very lucky he doesn't get red, Rob. What very, about very lucky another, an, another, I totally agree. And... The performance, I saw some kind of headlines about poor Pogba. Um, wow. I mean, is that acceptable, Rob, just to kind of to, to run around a little bit and not influence the game? I mean, I mean, you well, talk about decisions. So I, I wrote, because I wrote, again, the, the Pogba and Bruno, I said, doesn't look like they know what they were asked to do or... It looked like they didn't want to do what they were asked to do. Yeah. It was one of them. Yeah. I couldn't quite work out which. Yeah. So one is either on the coach or one's on the player, or maybe it's a bit of a combination of both. I, I mean, I think Rob, in, in you know, look, someone up this kind of team right now, um, and with different managers that want them, the players, to do different things. Mm. You can either say 
simply the players aren't as good as what you might expect with some of the yeah, fees yeah. and the so reputations. That, yeah. That's one side of it. Um, <clears throat> or they're, they're kind of uncoachable. They're kind of uncoachable. And Ralph Ragnar has got his well, you, very you, strong you, philosophy. But you can have one. Or you can maybe have one of them, maybe at best two, in a very good side that's well set up. But you can't have that across, a, a, like, four or five players in your team. Yeah. Uncoachable. That, that just doesn't... We've been there. We know those guys who you have to give a little leeway for, and I'll do a little bit of running for you, and I'll track back, but make sure you do a bit at the other end. But if you've got four, three or four of them, Rob, you ain't winning nothing. Yeah. And, and I, I do think we'll, we'll get on to... We'll get on to Spurs, but if Antonio Conte would have went in there, he would be throwing. I mean, he's te- I mean, yeah. this would this would be getting pretty ugly now, which but, it needs to because he. But that's yeah, because that was a quick thing on him. Oh, he, do, he wouldn't suit us, or he's, he's too abrasive. It's almost like no, but that's what this football club needs. Why, yeah. why, why are we we going away? But just before we move on, Rob, as well, and I did want to do that. a little little mention to Leicester, by the way. Brendan, yeah. we we asked him because I, I thought they played well. I like. Performing back makes a huge difference. Just look at him and, and Johnny Evans is, is a two. Um, Tielemans, Rob, 25 million. I think they're talking on the end of the season because his contract's up. United, you do worse than getting rid of Pogba and going yeah. and sign him yeah. in the middle of the field and Fred. Yeah. Um, Ian Acho, I thought, showed some good signs. He, he's not always been best. A little better finishing, a little better concentration. He gets more than the one goal and, and probably wins the game for Leicester. Had a good hand in, in the, the, the Madison. Madison and Barnes looked a threat. I thought it was a bit more like the last year when you look at, at, at who was available and then you think Ndidi and, and Vardy added to yeah. that. I thought well played Leicester City. You know, that, that was more like a Brendan team. Well coached, good uh, individual players and created uh, one or two good opportunities. Totally. Centre-backs being back, Rob, is massive for them. Johnny mm-hmm. Evans and, and Fafana who looked so, so good after an yeah. incredibly long layoff. First game of the season. He was out in in pre-season. Yeah. And also, I'm sure I've had him before and underappreciated, Kiernan Dewsbury-Hoare, 23-year-old yeah. kid, came through the academy at eight years of age. He is looking a really good player. Really good player yeah. in, in midfield. So, yeah, I, I, in some ways I'm pleased for, for Rogers. It's been a bit of a rough season in general. People starting yeah. to poke a little bit and, you know, maybe starting to get a little bit of, little bit of pressure, Brennan Rogers. But I think you're right. He's yeah. a good manager. Players are coming back now. Um, yeah, and, and they could have won the game. I mean, you know, the 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 disallowed goal, Rob, for the Varane kind of hook the foot. Yeah, he hooked his foot it, a little bit, yeah. It's the right call, yeah. isn't it? It is the right call. It was the right call. A little fortunate. A little fortunate. Yeah, yeah. VR, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. We had a great angle of it, it really pulling, yeah. you know, hooking yeah, his leg away. Yeah, he pulled his butt away, didn't he? All right, let's move on to Tottenham Hotspur. No, let's move on to Chelsea, Rob. Let's go to Chelsea first, then we'll get Chelsea, to Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, this game I did take a good um, look at. I, I, I didn't watch it much because I, I, I ended yeah, up yeah, watching the City game because I, I, I wanted to keep an eye on that one and obviously see how they did based on what they Obviously, it's 2 0 and the way Burnley play. I had a little switch over after that to watch a bit of Chelsea. But, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, sort of without watching the game, Rob, and seeing the sort of score line and things happening, I'm kind of thinking oh, this was one of those games It was always going to come based on what's happening in the, foot, the club. And it was interesting, and I was pleased that Tuchel's kind of went, I'm not having that one as an excuse. That's not, that's not the reason why this happened. And I was pleased he did that, because, I, I mean, I watched the highlights and, and saw it. And that would have been, A, disrespectful to Brentford, who, yeah. I was just thinking, like, let's just think of Brentford, Rob, when, you know, West London, you know, and you've had 
your Chelsea's and you've had your Fulham's and you've had your, your, your QPR's all there. And Brentford were probably League Three, League Two when all that was when those clubs had been there. For them to go to Chelsea, uh, they lost one 0 early in the season. I think Chilwell scored a goal and, and Brentford battered Chelsea. And Mendy yeah. made five yeah, or six brilliant saves, saves yeah. and they won one nil. Remember that day and thinking, "Quad, this Brentford team." They lost a little bit of that that kind of positive character, yeah. but it looks like it's coming back. I thought they were excellent, Rob, at Stamford Bridge. I thought they were absolutely excellent. And for it should be a day the players and those fans remember yeah. for a very, very long time. Well, I mean, we were talking about it in the studio. It's, I mean, one of the best results of all time for them. Yeah. In terms of yeah. they just beat the European and world champions mm. in their Champion. own stadium. Yeah. 4-1 with some brilliant attacking football. You know, a brave setup to start with. Went with two players up mm. front, three three guys in midfield that we'll go on and talk about. Um, but just, I mean, it's four miles away from Chelsea, Rob. Four miles yeah. as the crow yeah. flies from Stamford Bridge to Brentford Football Club. And the second half reaction after going one down with an incredible Rudiger strike. Yeah, Rudiger. Been know, trying it all season, by the way. Yeah, he's been trying all season. He gets, he runs over to the coach, gives him a big hug. Yeah. Stamford Bridge is like, yeah, this is this is what we like. Mm. So the reaction from Brentford and the, and the just the ruthlessness of the finishing, Rob, and the quality yeah. of the of the play was was amazing. It was absolutely stunning. I mean, talk about deserving it. Talk about being a, an incredible asset to the Premier League, what they've brought. Well, yeah. The others are struggling yeah. at the bottom end of the table, the ones that were promoted. Brentford have really kicked on with a bright manager, a bright, bright owner. We know there's been a, yeah. there's been there's been two directors of football. One's left now. Yeah, and, one's and, left and now. Yeah, the football club. But still, mm. well-run club, <laughs> director of football, good coaching mm. Thomas Frank, another example of, of getting those two parts working really, really well. And it was fantastic. Absolutely. Now, I want to pick out an area of the team, Rob, that I thought was, was, was amazing. The midfield three for Brentford is Vitaly Janelt, who scored two goals in Janelt, the game, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Janelt, left-footed player, gets a photo and sticks in mm. the top corner. Christian Eriksen... You know, scores scores first goal back in the Premier League. Lovely first little chip. Yeah. And my underappreciated performer is Christian Norgard. Now, this is such a apt player for this category. Absolutely is. You know, a, a journeyman, European footballer. I think he's like 28. He's played in Germany. He's played in Denmark. He's played in Italy. Yeah. You know, not stellar clubs. He's coming to the Premier League, Rob. And, I, and a bit like yours with... Uh, with your stats on Laporte, I read this week in prep, prepping for this game that he's got the best tackling, interception stats in the Premier League. The, he miles better than Gola Kanta that he played against uh, in, mm. this, in this game. Um, and, and you saw all through the game with his tackles, interceptions, really good on the ball. Again, he's not, he's not going to be one for the future. He's not going to be one yeah. that people talk about. But, but just trust me, and the next time that anybody watching, listening this... Watch his Brentford. Just watch. He's six. He's just over six feet tall. He's kind of really good on the ball, which you need to be when you hold in the middle of the park. You've got to be trustworthy in possession. But it's all the things that others don't like to do. And the way that he combines with Ericsson and Jan out, we've got the goals. He is a really, really good defensive midfield player that we should have highlighted maybe a little bit before in the season, mm. Rob. But another strong game in a historic game for Brentford is the right time for me to pick out a Brentford player and Christian Norgard. What a good commanding performance and a good commanding player and an important part of this Brentford success story for this season. Yes, yeah, a really good shout, mate. Absolutely really good shout because 
He's one of those players. I remember seeing him early in the season, Rob, um, and he's brave. People oh, yeah. are under pressure, and he'll go and have the ball yeah. off him, and he'll go and help him out, and he'll go and join it in. And I was thinking, hmm, he's confident in himself, and he's got good touch, he's got good technique. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, Ericsson comes in, and quite rightly, you know, he's got the plaudits and the spotlight, and, and obviously the, the journey that he's got back to the Premier League has put a lot on him. Which a really good pick pick out Norgal because he's somebody who get overlooked under normal yeah. circumstances. And we talk about maybe the wide players. We talk about him. We talk about the front boys. Yeah. But you, you're right against you know a midfield. And I looked at the three. You got Mount. You got Loftus Cheek, and you got Engolo Kante. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's some quality in there, by the way. Yeah, and the, and and Brentford are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. You, you you don't win four one away from home without the midfield really dominating and making mm. the most of their. That play so an off day for Chelsea, Rob. An off day for Chelsea. Brilliant yeah. day for Brentford. I mean, Chelsea Rob, I just thought, yeah. which, which is a bit of a an O2, like for all these clubs who are always going overseas and spending. You get Ivan Tony and you get Brian Bumo, two journeymen. I think well, you know Tony's come the difficult waves at Newcastle's had to go down the leagues and come through, and he's come through with Brentford. But Bumo's a little younger, a bit younger. He's the, the, you know he's got yeah, he's a younger player. He, He's 25, and he, 24, 25. I don't know. I think he's a little younger than that, but, but good player. But, really like him. Yeah, but I'm saying it's, it's two strikers. You look again. You look at Vernon. You look at Havertz. I looked at Ziyech. These players down there, Rob, given the right platform and the right team with the right thing, can come into the Premier League and disrupt and score goals and be effective. They couldn't handle Tony's athleticism and his ability to jump and kick the ball in and the Bomo's running ability and, you know, the, the midfield, as you say, dominate. Those, most of those players have, have not played. This would be the first time they played in the Premier League. Yeah. No, so you don't have to go and buy 60, 70, 80 million dollar players all the time. These players down there for 15 or 20 who, if, the, if you're in the right setup with the right coach and they're well, well set, um, tactically set up, can be really effective. Rob, I want to follow on that point. Um, Brian and Bummer, by the way, is 22. So he's a, he's a young'un. So there's there's yeah, a ton of upside yeah. on him. But I want to continue mm. your point, Rob, real quick on this. Because it's, you know, it's not often we go into a little bit of detail with some of the smaller yeah. clubs. And when yeah. we get a chance to do it, we should absolutely do it. Mm. To your point about recruitment, it also shows you if you've got a strong presence in a country in terms of your scouting, yeah. we know the background of this football club is, is Denmark and the Denny, people that yeah. set it up and the, and the, and the Moneyball guys initially... Were, were, were focused a lot in Denmark. There's just so many Dane, Danes, yeah, right, yeah. that are proving, excuse me, to be Premier League quality, Rob. Premier League quality. Mm. Now, because they've got so many boots on the ground there, watching games, yeah. knowing players, that you haven't got to go to the end of the scale. You haven't got to pay fortunes for Premier League-ready players. They're out there, yeah. but the, the mm. finding them, polishing up the, 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 the raw gems or whatever, that's the yeah. key to it. And it, it's just... I mean, Brett, Denmark's not a hotbed of football, but there's players probably in a ton of mm. other countries. If you if you have the right scouting, you really target a country, Rob, and think, you know what? There used to be Norway, didn't it? Norway was, yeah. was a great hunting ground yeah. with Berg and Ollie and all those who, who came over. So there's 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 there's, there's fertile feet, uh, fields mm. to be explored mm. in different random countries, and if you go somewhere with good quality scouts, you can find bargains. And right now, they are all Premier League players. They earn the right to be there. They're earning the right to stay there. And that yeah. is remarkable. 
if you find these these players from from different countries in different leagues. So top class Brentford right the way yeah, through the club yeah. from Matthew Benham, the Absolutely. owner, to the, the the directors of football, the manager Thomas Frank. They've been again uh, superb in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Well done, Brentford. Enjoy the day. Chelsea, I think you're going to have to get a little yeah. bit better for Real Madrid by midweek. <laughs> that won't be good enough um, for that one. Let's move to a team who continues to go very well, I believe, my friend. Oh, I think it's very well. wins in five, um, either side of, uh, of United. Um, and five goals today. No Harry Kane goal, though Harry Kane very involved. They were 1-0 down. Uh, to a poor goal, I thought the sort of goalkeeper should have done better. I know he comes through the wall. Um, and, and as I was sitting there, Rob, what my, my thought was, and, and the goals came from the likes of, of Doherty and Royale and Davies, defended, defensive players as well as Son and Bergwijn, uh, and Son instrumental second half, particularly in dropping and getting the runners and Kulisatsu again, showing as what a good player he can be. So so as I'm, as I'm sitting there, my, my, my thoughts were, I've known, we've known, there has been Spurs teams that go 1-0 down and mm, have a bit of a sulk, can't get back in the game. They score just before half-time. It changes the outlook of the game because I suppose if Newcastle go 1-0 up, you can defend it and you know hold on for 10, 15 minutes, second half, all of a sudden it, it feels different. But this Spurs team are a little bit different. They're a little bit different, mate. And the little bit different is the little man, the little fiery man who stands on the side of the pitch with them. He makes them different. He doesn't have to make them different. There were 67 minutes on the clock. They were 2 or 3-1 up. And he pulled Emerson Royal over to him. And he started barking orders to Emerson Royal. Emerson Royal looked like he was so scared. And he ran on the pitch. I was scared. Watch. And it was just like, wow, this fella's on it. I know. I know. I know. Absolutely on it, mate. He looks like an angry man. And and was it the Eric Dyer quote saying that, that... he wants us to be uncomfortable all the time. Mm. He wants us never to be comfortable. And it's, a, it's an unusual kind of, but a, what a good, yeah. good way of saying it. Don't ever be comfortable with the way that you're playing or the system that you're playing or the results that you're getting, whether it's winning, particularly when it's winning. Don't be comfortable with it. I thought this was almost a total performance, maybe the, the, the goalkeeper with the free kick. Yeah. I mean, I thought initially patience was needed because anyhow, we've, we've organized Newcastle. Yeah. Very well set up. Very compact, made it difficult for Spurs. But Spurs now, Rob, I don't know if you noticed today, they've got, they've got two real avenues of trying to get to you. It's with those front players all dropping between the, the lines. Yeah. So Hyun Sun coming in, mm. Kulusevsky yeah. coming in, yeah. and Kane, of course, will go up. He'll come back in. Yeah. Then that pulls in a back four because if there's three players there, you've got to come in and protect those. Four, leaves yeah. the space on the outside for the wing backs. So mm. it's pretty straightforward. But it's very apparent today, and it's great because at Spurs, this new stadium, there's a wonderful views that we get on the tactical camera and even on the main yeah. camera for the game that the people at home can see. You get a really nice kind of a bird's-eye view of all that happening in front of you. And like I said, yeah. Newcastle initially in the first half did a good job of, of, of stopping that, but they couldn't continue to stop it. And as we no. know, when they go forward and the ball turns over, the mistakes that were made by Newcastle, I mean, there aren't many yeah, better than Spurs anywhere that I've seen in terms of no. springing forward, get, you know, getting those balls in behind. And, you know, a front three right now, I know we've talked about Kulusevsky, it seems on every podcast, Rob, but for the right reason, I watched him closely again today. Mm. He makes so many good decisions, Rob. He never gives, very rarely gives a ball away. 
the cross for the Sun goal was his, you yeah. know, when it goes to, to Kudos Kersky, mm. I'm like, that's a goal. Because he's going to make that connection. Yeah. He'll find that ball. Yeah. He's not going to shank it or fluff it. It's his weaker side as right foot. Make sure the ball gets there. I mean, Sun's touch is beautiful. Um, but those front three players with Sun, with Kane, with Kudosevsky now, with everything else that's improving as well, they mm. look aggrooved, hungry, motivated. You've got the angry man on the oh, side <laughs> jumping out of his pants. I mean, <laughs> just, it's, it's, a, it's an but impressive it, run. It is an impressive run. It's a good look. And, and you've just touched on some of that I wanted to say as well. These, these improvements of players, Rob. Ben Davies has improved under, under, under Conte. Matt Doherty... Yeah. Couldn't get in the team under Nuno. Nuno used to have him at Wolves. He played left wing back today. Makes a goal and scores a goal. Wing back to wing back. Royal and, and, and Doherty in the way that he yeah. plays. This guy is one of them who can improve players and improve teams. And this, this, they, they've got a chance, my friend. This team. Well, they've come got on, a chance then. for this sports well, well, come on then. It, it, it would, which dressing room would you rather be sat in right now, Arsenal or Spurs? Arsenal got a game in hand. Oh, gosh. Have they got the same points? I don't know if I've got the right table. Are they, they're, they're still th- three points behind, aren't they? Oh, the same, sorry. They're, they've got the same, same points. Same points. Goal, goal difference is better now. Their goal difference was good because they got the five goals. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, in the top four. Sorry, so yeah, the yeah. Goal, yeah. Top four with goal difference. That's right. But so, Arsenal got the games in hand. Yeah, a couple of games in hand, isn't it, now? So, yeah, a couple of games again, in hand. So, okay, two games so in hand. What? I'd rather be Arsenal. I'd rather be Arsenal. I've got two games in hand and I'm playing good football. I'd rather be Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the little, little angry man might... Listen, that, that game, by the way, <laughs> to be arranged, and I don't know where it's going to be arranged, Rob, yeah. is, it could be as big as the, the one we got at the Etihad next week for the top of the table. That could be a fourth-place playoff. Well, what, what's fun about know, that? I don't know what day they're going to... It's still to be to yeah. be decided when it's going to be played in North London Derby. But they, with the way these two teams are going, yeah. that could be it for, for, for one of I them. I think it's going to be late in May, that, Rob. And uh, just yeah. just quickly on the uh, on the running. Spurs have got a decent running, by the way. Nine games to play mm-hmm. or eight now. Yeah. Just Liverpool away is a toughie. Other than that, there's a couple of mid-table teams in there, but most of them in the bottom half of the table. So Spurs now going yeah. the way they're going... They got a great yeah. chance. I mean, it's so great. We've talked about the top, the, the fight for the very top of the league. This is going to be a, a, a fantastic race as well. With that game, there's at Spurs, mm. I believe, to come. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a Spurs, that's going yeah. to be some atmosphere. Oh, right. Absolutely right. Cool. Right, next that's up, going to be a game. So another team who just won't go away, Mr. Musto, is David Moyes' West Ham. We keep saying Europa League. They keep getting through Premier League. They're going to drop off after a little while. And they don't, and he gets Jared Bowen back, and he patches his team up when he needs to, and he gets his players out there, and they keep continuing to deliver, mate. Um, I have to say, it's against an Everton team who Crikey. continue to hurt themselves and, and have got all kinds of, of, of issues to deal with. And, and Frank's, I think, looking at the side a couple of times and, and shaking his head as if to say, can't quite believe what's happening. Let's talk about West Ham first before we get maybe Everton is a bigger story. But West Ham are still in there, Rob, aren't they? They're, they're, they're still not gone away. They haven't gone away, and full marks to them. I mean, yeah. I think I think they're a little too far away from the, from the fourth spot. If that's what you're thinking, I mean, I just think between Arsenal and, and Spurs, they're not going to drop too many points between them to allow. Mm. West Ham to, to find a way. Eight games, seven games left for West Ham United. We know the Europa League is a yeah is a tremendous kind of big one, yeah. Big one on Thursday night in that mm. competition. 
Yeah, I mean, well, that I, gets him in actually, doesn't it? If he gets through the Europa, like that. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, th- I mean, I didn't think West Ham were that troubled in this game, Rob, against Everton. I, I mean, there was moments mm. of good football. I never thought they really had to get into fourth or fifth gear to find a way past Everton. We'll yeah. talk about Everton in a second with the mistakes and the red card or whatever. Mm. Um, I, I mean, my notes for West Ham are pretty simple, like comfortable, um, yeah. efficient, you know, another victory, good atmosphere, building something at West Ham United. Yeah, 15 wins. Yeah, I mean, Jared Bowen good. being I mean, back just was, good, mate. Yeah, good Bowen players. being back was important. I mean, I mean West Ham are everything Everton want to be. Yeah. Put a performance in week, midweek. Put something kiss to see. Have some hard work on and off the ball. Be as good off, off the ball as you are on the ball. Mm. Have a mm. bit of fire in your belly. Yeah, and be, be, be a reliable, strong, yeah. <clears throat> mentally, yeah. no mistakes mm. team. Let's go to Everton, Rob, because, you know, it is a big yeah. story. And, you know, Frank Lampard, it's my goodness, like, mm. wow. I mean, that's six losses in two games Two wins, six losses in eight Premier League games for Frank Lampard. There's no improvement there. He's got got a team that I did a little little package, Rob, after the game where, you know, I I picked out a few things that were mistakes. Not not noticeable, but the challenge Holgate makes in a spot where, you know, it's a dangerous spot. It's a little lazy. It's not being a good pro. It's Mm. not best practices. I know he played in midfield, which is a little different, but he... You know, gives a free kick away. You get the two yellow yeah. cards on Michael Keane that I think 65th minute takes him out of the yeah. game one man down. Training, Alex yeah. Awobi yeah. did a few good things, makes a terrible decision mm. on the ball, another mistake. Yeah. So between those players and those mistakes, the game's gone. The game is gone. Yeah. They conceded the goals from those mistakes. They get a, a red card because of just not very good Michael Keane. Again, make it, I mean... Own goals, mistakes, red cards. It's been a, such a difficult, tough season for Michael Keane. Could Frank Lampard affect it, Robin, anyway? I mean, you know, could well, he have made a change I, I, at half time for Keane? What do you think? I've, 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 I've kind of similar points, and, you know, listen, we can all look at the record, look at what we see with our eyes. I think it's three straight red cards in three games now, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Kenny yeah. against Wolves, yeah, Allen, Allen against yeah. Newcastle, Kane, and Keane against West Ham. I mean, okay. Stupid. Often, you know, the 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 Kenny and the and the, and the Keane ones are, are poor challenges. You know, Kenny's within a couple of minutes. Keane's not much longer. Alan, I think we all have felt that that shouldn't have been a, a red card, but it is what it is. And uh, you miss games. Keane's going to miss a game now against Burnley, which is huge now for them on Wednesday. Um, my kind of my kind of point was, Rob, as, as I'm writing down and and I'm thinking all the things about Everton that that you know are going wrong. Is this, is this squad really better than what we see or is the manager not good enough? Would, would, would somebody else be, be in there? Would Roy Hodgson, and I'm not saying Roy's a great, but I look at Watford and I can see some things and I can see some progression. And you look at Conte, and I know Conte's another level, he's not, but, and then Roy's got the experience. But you see the thing. There's no, I don't see... I don't see where it's getting better. I don't yeah. see where the hope the hope for the hope for Everton is, Rob, that the three teams yeah. below them yeah. are not good enough to right. stay up. Right. Now, on that basis, is that the reason for Frank Lampard to be Everton manager? That, that Watford, Norwich, and Burnley weren't good enough to get enough points to sneak above you. Well, it doesn't quite it doesn't, quite it doesn't give right. it doesn't give any 
any kind of thought that, the, 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 that making the change in the managerial hot seat has made any difference. Mm. I, I totally mm. agree. I mean, the game on Wednesday, again, at Burnley is so big. If they can yeah. go there, if Burnley don't win that game, you might be right. But they, I mean, Watford and Burnley and Norwich, the points that they've got, that they can't yeah. get enough points. They can't get a 30, for example. You know, yeah. where Everton on 25 points. Remember, Rob, after the Newcastle win? I think I said on, on our air. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody yeah. calm down. Like, that's, they've 25 yeah. points. I, I've, I've been mm. there. 35 points, and maybe it's going to be less this season. Probably it's going to be less. It's still a long way away. You've got to be yeah, able to win. Lot, yeah, 10 points. Not in a miraculous or a, or a dramatic style. And, and, the, and we didn't get any example of that again. I think the, com- the lack of confidence, God, blimey, you can see it so much. There's yeah, nothing yeah. solid about Everton. If, you know, there's nothing solid. It looks like it's all in their heads. Try and forget mm. about that. Try and play with more intensity. You're going to need it on Wednesday against Burnley. Because yeah. they've got yeah. to be revved up like you've never seen them before. So more intensity, more, more of a solid shape, foundation, and stop making mistakes. Don't make yeah. mistakes. Yeah. Don't Just play bait, any yeah. sort of Do rule, good, risk be, football. Get your basics right. Get your basics. <sighs> Do all your basics right. You, know, you make a you make a foul. Don't, you know, don't go ground for things you don't need to. Yeah. All that stuff. As you say, you're right. It's in some of that comes in your head. Some of that you're, you're thinking about on the Friday night before the games on the Saturday. Rob, we, yeah, we've all been there. We've all got been around it. See teammates who, who, who react in a different way because of pressure. That's yeah. what it does to you sometimes when you're down at the bottom. So, yeah. really interesting few weeks for, yeah. for for Frank. He's got to pull it round, mate. He's got to, you know. Suck it up. He's got to get that coaching team around him. He's got to pull it together. Um, and he's got to pull out a couple of results and take the pressure off his team um, and himself. Just a um, quick roundup of the other results uh, over the weekend. So Leeds won, Southampton won, uh, Jack Harrison with a, a goal for Leeds given 1 0. And a beautiful strike by our friend James Ward Prowse. I mean, it was a brilliant shot, Rob. I don't know if you get a chance to look at it. There was a guy behind the goal and, he, and he's like pointing to the corner. <laughs> Of the net to the top of the net, and, and he's putting his hand just as Ward Prowse is running up the lead track. <laughs> and you see the ball go exactly where he was pointing. I mean, he, I mean, this fellow's incredible now. You give a free kick there, you, you're almost saying it, it's going to be a goal. Mm. Brighton nil, Norwich nil. I think it was Neil Murphy missed a penalty, and that was not great for them. A great win for Wolves, what Rob? Wolves two, Villa one in the West Midlands derby. And um, a little shake up for, 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 for Villa. And I think Stephen Gerrard's talked about some of these players are playing for places next season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've discussed this with Stephen Gerrard. Like, there was mm-hmm. definitely a honeymoon yeah. period, a manager bump, and an excitement factor that was furthered with the signing of Philip Coutinho. But it, it's a tough division to coach in, as he's, he's finding out right now. Of course, he's going to be absolutely fine. Interesting summer, though, Rob, because we know the owners have got big expectations. A lot of money been spent there. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, there yeah. is going to be a little shake-up. I mean, on paper, it seems like a good team to me. So there is yeah. there is some pressure yeah. on Gerard to to improve them. Um, but yeah, I mean that. I mean Bruno Lage, by the way. I mean, when we get to the end of the season, we start talking about managers of the managers of the season. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. got to be in the discussion for the way that Bruno's they play. In. You know, the tough time to come in. He's got to be in there, Rob. I mean, did you yeah, see the celebration? Absolutely. Punching the air and stuff. Like he's not that. He doesn't think strike you that guy that's particularly fired up no. or, or an angry. You know. And, and it, it's really interesting to hear after games how he, he likes the control of the game. And, he, you know, if it's not done the right way, he's not happy with it, even when they've won 1-0 or something like that. He, he, he's very studious and he's got a plan in Incredibly his head. Incredibly studious. He knows the way he wants his, he, he, he's, uh, his team to play. Yeah, I mean, he talked before. I mean, what I love about him 
you know, being being a lover of all that, the tactical side of it, is that mm. I mean, he tells you right out in the interview. Well, we know yeah, they're yeah. going to play a you know a, a diamond in midfield with Coutinho, but mm. you know, in front of the, the front two players, we've got a plan for that. You know, he he is very open about yeah, yeah. You know, he talked mm. talked about the strategy against Arsenal, the way that they split, and the way that Lacazette comes in. So I love listening to him because you get quite a bit from him. Yeah. Um, and brilliant. I mean, great. Wolves is a is a is a, another excellent football great club. Story. But, you know, in that it was a great story, and he's having a brilliant season. Mm. Fair play. Absolutely, my friend. What a weekend we've had, my friend. And obviously, I've had far too much time to um, think about things because it's a weekend when the top two went toe-to-toe. Chelsea and United were a little bit slow. Spurs put on a five-star show and Everton need to improve or they could go. Obviously, too much time on the hands. We'll be back on Thursday. Hopefully, if we get a chance, we will. Chapman, Mr. Musto, and the team are coming over to the UK. So, hopefully, we'll get a chance to recap those Champions League games. Obviously, Man City, Atleti, um, Benfica against Liverpool and Chelsea versus Real Madrid. And try and look forward to the big game on Sunday. But, depending on our uh, our itinerary and and our workload, we might be able to get one. But we definitely will be doing a podcast from the Etihad after the big game next Sunday but look out for Thursday April the 7th if we can we'll be doing a podcast but for now I'm out he's Musty together with the two Robbies thanks for watching and listening be safe be healthy it's a good night from me and it's good night from him good night good night